Well, good morning. Just in case you don't know, my name is Ross Honey and I'm one of the pastors here. I have the privilege of being part of the leadership team. So how are we going with the Presence of God project? How's it for you? I ask that question because um, the presence of God is a bit of a thing here at Powerfield Gardens. A thing. Um, We kind of uh, have come to a, a place of understanding in the leadership team that the presence of God is everything. Everything. Nobody has ever come to faith in Jesus without actually coming face to face with the presence of God. I don't know about you, but I um, am stunned as I read uh, the book of Acts and the account of the Apostle Paul and his encounter with the living Jesus. Just going about his ordinary business, persecuting people, wanting to put them in prison, wanting to kill them. And God showed up there on his way to do just that and met with Paul in a spectacular way. I reckon everybody who has had their lives turned around, changed, come to faith. I've actually had an experience of the presence of God. Is this just a little bit echoey, uh, Tim? I'll keep going. So how are you going with the Presence of God project? Now, yeah, well, I, perhaps I'll turn it back to you and ask you, how do you experience the Presence of God? When? Why? What happens? Now, this is an opportunity for a little conversation between you and me and between each other, out loud. Okay. I just thought of that just then, Karen, so. (laughs) Someone can speak. So Karen's saying through music she experiences something of the... Oh, sorry, Paula, I was talking to Karen a minute ago. Paula, here. experience uh, something of the presence of God in music. And we see that, uh, Paula, when you're on stage. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, One of the things that's happened for me, I'll just answer my own question, Karen, for a minute, but one of the things that's happened for me is that when I come into this place filled with people who love God and want to be here and want to worship God, I felt overwhelmed with the, I don't know, the beauty of that uh, often in the past few months. And I can be 
standing there singing away the songs and suddenly I just feel such, um, such a presence here that I want to pray in tongues and speak in tongues and I do so. So that's happened to me in this place almost every week for the last three or four months. What about you? So Richard's um, very much in that place of understanding God's presence when he remembers what God has done for him, even in the middle of the night. Carefully you don't lose sight of the road and the traffic lights and stuff when you're doing that. <laughs> no. And where have you got to, Jenny? From birth to now, I think I'm about halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From birth to now, she's halfway through. Life. So she's halfway through the God's Presence Project. Thanks, Jenny. It's beautiful. Karen says, through God's work? Word. Yeah. Yeah. And Karen, that's another part of my experience in this church um, over the past three or four months is that every week, whether it's been Simon preaching or Barry or someone else, I don't know, God has been speaking really strongly to, to my heart. And I think, oh, thank you, Lord, that's amazing. Thanks, John. Well, I think he gives us passions and gifts to actually you know, connect in those areas. And when, we, when our heart aligns with his and when we use the gifts, he's given us a very strong sense of connection. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, who's? Thanks, Nancy. Through the children. In glow. So something special is happening there that you understand God's presence amongst them. Yep. Beautiful. How are you going with the Presence of God project? Look, I'm putting it that way because we... We've been praying together as leaders that when people come into this place here, they would understand that they 
have come into the presence of God. Not only that, but they would understand eventually that it is God who has brought them into this place. Um, over at Freedom, we've uh, attempted in a very haphazard kind of a way to um, make that church a place of prayer and a place where God's presence is found. I have to say, we probably haven't been all that successful in that, but that's okay. God's still at work uh, to bring that into being. You may remember that Barry's been talking about uh, this being a thin place. In other words, the the gap between heaven and earth uh, is very, very thin. It doesn't need to be um, sought after other than to just understand that heaven is close by. So the Old Testament is is full of uh, imagery of places where God is present. So, for example, you might remember that there was the tent of God's presence. This God was God dwelt in the tabernacle in the desert with his people as they had been brought out of Egypt uh, and slavery. Um, that's where God was. You might remember that Moses went up on the mountain, the holy mountain, to receive the law of God on the tablets of stone. The mountain was covered with um, cloud. Nobody could see what was going on, but that's where God's presence was. And there are many, many examples of um, the people going to places to uh, find God, to be with God. And in some ways we've been understanding that this is a place, that freedom is a place where people go to meet with God. But I guess I want to say to you this morning that uh, the presence of God is, is much more than a place. In fact, it might actually be about the people in the place that matters most. So that's why I'm asking, how are you going with the presence of God project? Because it actually involves you, I think. Each and every one of us in this place. For you see, when we feel the presence of God, when we know the presence of God, when we meet with God, when we hear from God, when we act in ways that honour God, that's when, the, when heaven comes very close to other people. You're nodding, Joan. You agree? Thank you. You don't want to sit in the first row when I'm preaching. <laughs> Look, here's a few fun facts. Actually, we've been singing about a few of these this morning, haven't we? Well, you'll, you'll understand we, will, we have been singing about a few of these. Um, and and you've, you've spoken this morning together about the actions that come from knowing God and the way God is active in your life. And I think that's uh, primarily... Um, the way we do understand God's presence is through what happens to us and how who we are impacts upon the world. I did a little research um, 
before I came today, um, about being in Christ. Let me just... um, I've got a bit of a list here, so without going through all the scriptures that actually um, list these things, you might recognise these and uh, be able to give God thanks and understand that this is how God has been at work in your life. Uh, Dead to alive and alive to God in Christ. Do you know that one? In Romans, um, we've been raised up and seated with God. We're a new creation. Uh, We have the peace of God guarding our hearts. God meets all our needs as we are in Christ. We've been brought near to God and there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. We've been created to do good works in Christ Jesus. Every spiritual blessing that is available to us is actually in Christ, actually in knowing him and actually having our lives uh, in his control. We're able to know God's will in Christ. And we are together one body in Christ. We've been brought to fullness, fullness, not fullness, fullness in Christ. We've died and our life is hidden in Christ. Now look, let me... I just want to uh, read some scriptures that, that support those, not, not all of them, but some of them. And this first one uh, points to a, I suppose, a dynamic that's at work for us as those who have been baptised from death to life. Now, this is in Romans 6 and verse 8. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him, for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, this is for us, count yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. I wanted to start with that particular um, Bible verse because it actually points to something that we need to do. Um, we were talking about, in your song, Paul, there was about not really knowing what God had done, what not really sort of even feeling anything, but really counting on the fact that God has been working all the time. And this scripture supports that song and the idea that even though we may not feel different, even though we may, not feel, we may feel separated from God somehow, but the reality is, this is the truth. We have been uh, crucified with Christ and raised to life. We are to count on that, to reckon it, to never forget it, to be in that place saying, yes, I am dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Can I? Um, there's another very famous uh, scripture in Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, and uh, this is the reconciliation chapter, which actually is about being brought near to God. 
just got to find the right bit. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, the ministry that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. There's another truth for us that we need to hang on to and count upon. We have been brought near to God. We've been reconciled with God through Christ. Count on that day by day and you're actually living in the presence of God. In a similar fashion, I want to turn to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 3. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Do you get that? You died through faith in Jesus and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That's who you are. That's the truth about you. And we need to remember uh, that truth day by day, if we are to experience and know the presence of God. I just have a couple of verses from Ephesians uh, chapter 2 and Ephesians 4. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages... He might show the incomparable richness of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. Not from yourselves, it is a gift from God. Not by works, it is a gift from God. And uh, just a little bit later down at verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Uh, for us, with faith in Jesus, we've been brought near to God through the blood of Christ, through faith in all that he has done for us on the cross. The presence of God, the power of God, the beauty of God in what he has done for us is there and we need to count upon that as being true day by day. And just a few um, pages over, um, Ephesians 4 and verse 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. I chose that and this, that was... Um, expressed a little while ago as we chatted around the room about when we experience God's presence, when we know that God has done something through us. God is there, isn't he? Um, and so that passage says to us, forgive as God forgives. Whenever you forgive someone, did you know that the presence of God is right there in that place? The power of God is right there, the power of God for salvation and life and joy. That's another key word this morning, isn't it, Paula? Joy? Yep. Uh, 
So I took a little bit of time just to jot down for me from my perspective where it is that God has, um, where I've experienced God's uh, presence and where I've seen it uh, in others. Giving our life into the hand of Jesus is something that is really powerful in this place. We've baptised, I don't know how many people over the past 12 months who have come to that place, all of whom, whom have met with Jesus, all of whom have had their lives changed by Jesus, and that's where God's presence is. Whenever we sense God speaking into our life, that was spoken about before, when we find future directions that God is giving to us. Now, um, whenever we are corrected we find God's presence there. Don't be afraid of being corrected by the living God. He's the potter and we are the clay. Uh, we are the branches and he's the gardener who prunes other branches to make every branch in us much more fruitful. You know those scriptures, don't you? In worship, we talked about God's presence in worship. I spoke to you about my sense of God's presence here amongst the people of God. Whenever we live out the values of the Holy Spirit... Um, we should turn up, um, was it Galatians 5, is it? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Whenever we live out those values of the kingdom then that's where the presence of God is, both for us and for those around us. Whenever I sense I have a need for God and his ministry in my life, I find I'm right there face to face with God. Whenever I understand God's plans and purposes for the church for myself, for the nation, for all of humanity, that's where the presence of God is to be found, in that understanding. Whenever we become involved in what God is doing around us, that's where the presence of God is. Whenever we forgive, uh, receive forgiveness from one another, that's where the presence of God is. Whenever we sense that God has done something in us or something through us, that's where the presence of God is. Whenever I'm hit, this is what I've written down, whenever, I've hit yet, whenever I am hit yet again with the truth of God in Christ, that is that I've been brought near to God through faith in Jesus, that is that I've been reconciled with God, that is that I am loved, forever loved, that is that I have the Holy Spirit with me and so on and so on. Whenever we promote the unity of Christ's body, the church, that's where God's presence is. Whenever we feel renewed and refreshed, that's where God is. That's God's work. That's God's business. Whenever we feel peace, at peace with ourselves and with God. I don't know about you, but I, I found in myself this is a bit, I suppose, to do with the fact of what's happening for me in worship and what's happening for me um, in ministry. That is that the, the prayer to be at peace, to know God's peace, to know the peace of Jesus is, right, is upon my lips every night when I go to sleep. And do you know what? 
sleep is different. I think it's probably time to uh, just bring this to an end and I wanted to, I suppose, end with uh, Romans chapter 8 because it just expresses so vividly for me uh, some beautiful things about who I am and who you are as a child of God. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are, are in Christ Jesus, free from condemnation. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the Spirit. Sorry. You know I got that back to front, didn't you? Who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So this is for all of us now. Well, that, just what I've read is for all of us, but I just want to focus on these things. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desire, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh, that is the cares and concerns of this world, the cares and concerns of our own person, um, those who live according to those desires have, have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. You see, God is much closer than we think, isn't he? He's actually right within us. That's the gift of faith. That's what comes through putting our trust in Jesus. We have his life in us. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if, if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Do you get my point? Do you get the point of the scriptures? Do you get the point of what God is saying to us today? Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to that. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves uh, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Father.
Uh, let us pray. Lord God, in this place uh, this morning together, we uh, simply want to know your presence and to know, Lord God, that we are at work for you and at work with you. In this place this morning, Lord, we know our great need of you and the great need that we have for your Holy Spirit to be dwelling within us and to be working through us. And Lord, as we talk about your presence, we understand that often that is really um, counting upon the truth of who we are in Christ. Counting upon all that you've done for us, counting upon your love for us, Lord God. Counting upon the things that you've revealed to us for the way that we should go and the way that we and the things that we should not be involved in. So Lord God, we are together here in this place. Craving your presence, Lord. Craving the things of your spirit craving to be filled with your life once again. So come, Lord God, fill us afresh, we pray. Come, visit with us. Set us to work for your glory, day by day. Holy Father, here we are. Come. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. sing our last song we're actually gonna we're gonna repeat our first song